Today was the day that we got the news that we've been waiting for for so long. Deshaun Watson and the NFL have come to a conclusion, have come to a settlement. Deshaun Watson will be suspended 11 games and fined $5 million. As always, me and Jeff are here to break that down, get into it, and not only tell you what happened, but where we move going forward. It's on the Locked On Browns podcast. You are Locked On Browns. Your daily Cleveland Browns podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome back, my friends, to the show that never ends. Your daily delivery of all things Dog Pound. LGB on the LOB, the Locked On Browns podcast. Brought to you by the Locked On Podcast Network. Emergency special episode of Locked On Browns. Uh, after five months, March 17th is when Deshaun Watson was acquired from the Houston Texans. August 18th today, the finality of mm, a much, much, very, I'm sorry, very long process of understanding what was going to be the suspension handed upon Deshaun Watson for his off-field behavior. Um, It's been almost 49 days since the hearings ended with Judge Sue Robinson. It's been almost three weeks since we first heard from Judge Sue Robinson on what her thought process was as far as the suspension. And now we hear today the finality. Your host, Jeff Lloyd, your host, Garrett Bush. Here is what we've got. Deshaun Watson and the NFL Players Association and his camp have agreed with the NFL Mutual agreement. So this is it. We're done. We're not talking about this anymore. 11 games. He will miss the first 11 games of the 2022 season. He will be subjected to a fine of $5 million. There will be contingencies in place for Deshaun Watson that he's going to have to meet like any other play player going through a suspension that you have to meet as far as getting your eligibility back. If you remember, these things aren't always known. These things aren't always leaked. I'm sure counseling, as we've heard a little bit, is a big part of it. Um, I don't believe there will ever be a female masseuse in the vicinity of Deshaun Watson, at least as long as his time in Cleveland is. That will be one of it as well. Um, there'll be other things that you know Deshaun Watson is going to have to meet. Not all this stuff comes out. And if you do remember, we kind of went through a similar incident, Browns fans, with Miles Garrett at the end of the 2019 season before he was finally deemed eligible to return to the field uh, for your Brownies. Um, first thoughts are... Um, you know, if you're the Browns and you're a true fan and you just want to see this player on the field is when the NFL said they wanted a year, it's 11 games. So you get him for six games. So you get your quarterback for six games. Deshaun Watson, he plays all six of those games. He gets in a crude season, which means this season does exist for him. And into 2023 starts to make some big money here for your Cleveland Browns. Um, for those who are upset, and I understand there's going to be plenty who are upset that don't feel it's long enough. Again, look, this has nothing to do with Garrett and I. We are not in charge of doling out punishment. We have nothing to do. We do not work for the league. We are here to comment and report the news as it is given to us. So it's been a long, difficult five months for us as it is, you know, beginning this partnership. And literally this is all, you know, which has been 95% of the talking points point. Probably not the best way to start a new venture in anything. Um, but we, we've done the best we could, I think, you know, and I'm sure there's times we've upset people and I understand that. And it, it was never trying to, you know, 
put light on the situation but anyway whatsoever. It was just trying to report. And yet when you report something, you have to report both sides of it. And sometimes, you know, that unfortunately people do not want to listen to it. I get, I get it. I get it. Um, but going forward, this team has, you know, 52 other people for the first 11 games of the season. They're going to have 53 other people. And me and Gary are ecstatic that that's what we're going to be able to talk about. But it is now over and it is final. And, you know, for the Browns, there's questions, and we're going to get to that. You know, in this episode, we're going to get to what those first eleven games could look like. We're going to get to some other questions that I'm sure, once the Browns get off the practice field against Philadelphia Eagles, they're going to have to get to. Um, you know, the presser today. My only thing I'm going to say is, you should have waited. You, you, it's, you, Ten minutes after something like this big dropping, and then you go to the media. There should have been an opportunity here, maybe to everybody to sit down and say, let's get our ducks in a row because we want this to go off as smoothly as possible. It didn't necessarily go that way the entire time. Unfortunate, definitely unfortunate. And there should have been somebody in that room, somebody public relations wise that said, Hey, it's way too fresh. Um, You know, basically, you know, we've just gotten this news. There's not enough chance for us all to comprehend it and speak, you know, intelligently on it. And it led to maybe some of what you heard today, but Garrett um, for us personally, the, the long wait is over. And at the end of the day, the fine folks at Tegna, the fine folks at Locked On, they play us, they pay us to talk football. And for us, we can turn the page and we can finally get to that because now we have an answer to what was the biggest question about the Browns 2022 season. Yeah. Um, and, and for everybody involved, you know, the, the game of football uh, is practiced on the field. Um, and, and from a, a standpoint of what we do every here consistently every single day, we come in and try to give you the most information about your team, about your uh, your Cleveland Browns, as it pertains to football and pertains to them winning the, the ultimate goal, which will eventually one day be uh, the Super Bowl. So when you come into conversations like this and when you come into, you know, conversations like this, I think one of the things that people should be more is, is, is more balanced. They should be more measured and they should be more calculated in the way they go about presenting their information. And sometimes, you know, you know, nowadays it's all about being the first one to the market. Right. It's all about being who broke the news first, uh, who gets to uh, come out here and get in front of something. Sometimes I think our society wants that to happen so much now that we're not, we're not looking at the whole messaging. We're not looking at everything in a total uh, package in the way you deliver. And everybody is to some, some point in some uh, situations can be guilty of that. Even the people who like you and I, who presented or the national media or local media, whatever the case may be. But I always go to this uh, and I always come back to it at the end of the day. Um, we're all going to make missteps in our lives. And, and at the end of the day, nobody really wins in this situation. Um, at the end of the day, you're going to have uh, Deshaun Watson is going to serve his 11 game suspension. He's going to give up $5 million and it's easy for people to say, Oh, that's light. You know, I mean, it is $5 million. It's more money than you and I maybe ever see in our lifetime. And at the end of the day, we do this for a living, right? Two lifetimes. Two lifetimes. Right? <laughs> we do this for a living. And and I would I I don't know what I would do if I couldn't get up and you know come do my shows and talk about sports and what I do for life living living, so eleven games or and it was almost indefinite. Um, it is a is a big thing in, in, in people's lives. There's also kind of things that Deshaun Watson is going to have to go through, and he's going to have to make strides as an individual as a person 
to come out and hopefully be a better person and better man and better person in the community. And so, so that's where you come out of it at. Um, but you know, at the end of the day, um, as, as sports talk hosts and, and, and people like us, you know, we can't give you anything to make you be- feel that much better about the world. Um, the world, some crazy things that happen. <laughs> I try to stay out of it. I try to stay in my mix. I try to keep my circle small and I try to do best I can as an individual. So some people is not going to be, uh, some people are not going to accept this. Some people will be upset. Some people are undoubtedly going to be upset at some of the comments that were made in the press conferences and things like that. But, uh, but I will, I will also say, um, that one thing about the United States of America is once we are dealt our punishments, once we are given our, our punishments, we pay our, de- our debt to society and then we can move forward with our lives and hopefully try to make amends what you can do with your actions and in the, w- the way you live your life after that. So at the end of the day, that's what all Americans strive to do. That's what all of us, all of us sign up for uh, to live in this country. And, and so Deshaun Watson has some work to do. He'll do that work. Um, and at one point in time, he's going to come back and play football. What our job is too is describe what he's doing as a football player on that field, and me and Jeff and do our job as, as as analysts, as guys who do this for a living, and we'll talk about those things. So hopefully, um, you know, people will get past it. I think, uh, you know, initially there will be some people that are upset on both sides of the aisle, but at the end of the day, it'll come back to what happens between the, the white lines. And that's what happens on the football field. And I think that's what we're going to try to do in this podcast is moving forward. Stick to what we're talking about. Let's stick to the script, stick to what we do. And that's the great thing. And, and it's a win. When they say it's a win, hopefully the fact that it's over and now people can start trying to put this stuff back together and start putting their lives back together and start really preparing, healing and doing all that kind of good stuff. Hopefully that gets people where they should be. But for us, getting back on the football field and talking about the other guys that put their life and in, in, in their, their their character online all all day, guys like Nick Chubb, guys like Denzel Ward, you very guys like Amari Cooper, you very hit, rarely hear any about anything from them. They go about their work. Good guys in the community. The Cleveland Browns aren't one person, and it, and it's not it's not that you should um, feel happy about certain allegations, but you also have to say. One person's allegations does not outweigh what everybody else in this team has done as men throughout their entire lives. Some people have never been in trouble, always have done the right things. So when you represent the Cleveland Browns and you're a fan of the Cleveland Browns, you're a fan of everybody on that team and you're a fan of individual people as well. So don't throw, as my grandmother used to say, don't throw the baby out with the bathwater. Um, I, 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 appreciate where you went with that for me. And like the simplest form of the phrase was one does not define 53. And I think that's kind of been the case here, you know, for the last couple of months here. Um, and just, you know, closing with that. And obviously everybody knows the news and now we know what the suspension suspension is. And if I were Kevin Stefanski and I'm the team here, I know they're not big on putting C's on people's chests as far as captains. I think this one needs to be done. It's exactly what you need to do. You need to, Put a C on Nick Chubb. You need to put a C on Miles Garrett. You need to put a C on Joel Batonio, Denzel Ward, whoever. Put captains C's on their jerseys because these are players that should be the paramount. These are the players that should be the way it is done in this locker room. Does Sean Watson have a lot of changing to do? Absolutely. But there should be a defining spot within that locker room that there is a certain way you conduct yourself as a player for the Cleveland Browns within your locker room as a teammate 
within the community. And there are guys who have absolutely been doing that. And for the Browns, I think that would be one more step, would be one giant step as far as telling anyone who's here now and, you know, maybe has had their, you know, some issues whatsoever or anybody that walks into the locker room in the future. This is how it's done. And there are certainly perfect examples of how to conduct yourself within this locker room. We're going to get to a peak here. Obviously, we know now it's the first 11 games. Kind of look a little bit at these first 11 games, see what the Browns are up against, which will lead to some questions that we have as far as what's going to go on further down the road for the Browns for the rest of the season at the quarterback position, which we'll get to in our final segment. Garrett Bush, Jeff Lloyd, appreciate everybody for jumping in here for a special edition of Locked On Browns. As you gear for fall, you need the right people on your team to help your small business fire on all cylinders. LinkedIn Jobs is here to make it easier to find the people you want to talk to faster and for free. Create a new job post in minutes on LinkedIn Jobs to teach, to reach your network and beyond to the world's largest professional network of over 810 million people. Then add your job and the purple hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you're hiring so your network can help you find the right people to hire. Simple tools like screening questions make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience as you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn jobs helps you find the candidates you want to talk to faster. Did you know every week nearly 40 million job seekers visit LinkedIn? Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash NFL. That's linkedin.com slash NFL to post your job for free. Terms and conditions do apply. Welcome back to this uh, special edition of the uh, Locked On Brown podcast. This is G. Bush and Jeff Lloyd. And just so you know, uh, as always, right now it's about 351. Um, we're doing this video right now, and we just want to let you guys know when breaking news happens with the Cleveland Browns, whether it's major injuries, whether it's suspensions, whether it could be uh, anything with Deshaun Watson, uh, roster updates, if we believe that it's something that we that's important to the fan base, we will get on and do it. That's a great thing about uh, what we can do here. We're very flexible and what we want to do. And we want to give you up-to-date, minute-by-minute, second-by-second information on your team on the Locked On Browns podcast. But the only way to do that is make sure you subscribe to the channel Make sure you have that notification bell because sometimes we might be at two. Sometimes it could be at three. Sometimes <laughs> it could be at five. Who knows when we might pop one here. But one way, to, one way to remedy that is just make sure you got those notifications and the notification bell and subscribe to the channel. It'll come right to your smartphone, right to your phone, right to your apps, and you'll be able to see us and get, get in contact with us to watch all of the latest update and streaming information. Jeff. Now, when you go, and we always talked about this thing when we wanted to talk about Deshaun Watson, we always looked at it from a perspective of, all right, you know, we got the news. What does this mean, mean moving forward? Not just specifically for Deshaun Watson, but, of course, for the, for the entire football organization and the other 52 guys that are on this roster. And so when we look at it, we now understand that you're going to be out 11 games and we can plan and, and, and kind of look at the you know tea leaves and kind of read where we need to go. I'll say this. We've, we've looked at the first six games, and those six games um, are, are some winnable games in there. Not going to be easy by any stretch of the imagination, but some winnable games in there. But when you take a look at it now, once that suspension went from six to 11, now we have to look at the extra five games that are in there that really kind of give you some pause. And, and, and you're going to rattle these off for us, but I'm going to tell you what. 
Uh, we He comes back against the Texans, but after that, boy, oh boy, I cannot tell you how much of a gauntlet this is. If, if it is truly Jacoby Brissett uh, taking a helm and, and having it for 11 games, these next five games after the six are brutal, uh, and we'll talk about that coming up now. Oh, and that's even the thing. Like, he's going to have to come back. And, you know, look, if the Browns, hopefully this goes like everybody wants it to and they are successful, this guy's got to hit the ground running when he does come back here. Because, I mean, you know, you're going to have to basically help to, if it goes the way we want, help close out, you know, a division against some of the top. And, And before we start this, Jeff, have you ever in your life seen anything like that where you get you get your quarterback back, but you're hoping that you get him back and he's down for this stretch run. You get him in the middle of December where you got to play division games that matter. And you're looking at, he has to at least go maybe five and one, four and two and hasn't played in two years. I have never seen this before in my life. Yeah. I mean, as far as that, I mean, there's certainly, cause you even think about, you know, there isn't even an injury you could equate it to. That's eventually going to have you out. Maybe Tommy John surgery, you know, for a baseball pitcher. But I mean, other than that, not really, um, you know, for everybody. So obviously everybody knows Browns at Panthers week one, then jets week two at home Steelers at home week three on the short week down to Atlanta. Look, these four, four are favorable games, regardless of who the quarterback is. Chargers come to town. Patriots come to town. Only thing favorable there is these games are in first energy. There's not much else favorable there. But then you get to, and this is, you know, to use the phrase, this is where business is about to pick up. You know, week seven trip at Baltimore. Week Mm. eight, the Bengals come Mm. to town. Week nine, road trip to Miami, who looks to be, you know, a team that can be vastly improved. Much improved. Much improved. Week 10. You pack it up, and if you want to say the Buffalo Bills are the best team in the AFC, I don't know that I can argue with you. So week 10, you're headed off to play at Buffalo. And then (laughs) week 11, Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers come to first energy. Look, even with Deshaun Deshaun Watson, that five-game stretch, I mean, it is is tough. And and only only one is the Texans game, but that's even a a tough game because you're going back into the allegations. You're going back into the pit. You just got there. Do you? If you thought what Jacksonville was saying uh, to you on the sideline was rough, what you think you're gonna do when you go back into the den of snakes, right back in with the Houston Texans? And that game is going to be uh, dangerous. It's gonna be dangerous. Yeah, I mean, but look, I mean, you're play, you're playing New England, you're playing Buffalo, you're playing, I mean, you're playing the Chargers, but just all these games. You got Baltimore, you got Cincinnati. This is as about as brutal of a five game stretch as there is, and could be on any team's schedule this year. Um, which certainly, you know, leads to questions that we're going to get to here in a minute, of course. But you know, a number one, where is your roster health wise? At that point in time, look, you're going to miss some guys. You know, I mean, there's no way you're going to go through a season unscathed. So you got to go against some of these teams. And, you know, you're talking about a team that won a Super Bowl two years ago. Bills played in one of the greatest championship games in I can possibly in recent memory against Chiefs last year. I'm sorry, actually, it was a divisional game. Uh, Ravens, Bengals are always, always gunning for you. The Dolphins, they have a ton of weapons. We'll see what Tua can do. It's, you know, you get to, I mean, to get through these first 11 games, first six notwithstanding, but then then next five, so it's going to be a tough road. What is some of the good news of this, obviously, is Baltimore's playing the same schedule 
Cincinnati's playing the same schedule. Pittsburgh's playing the same schedule. So it's not like you got it bestowed upon you and nobody else got an easier you know, road, so to speak. Um, the defense, I mean, as much we keep talking about it and we keep praising it, um, but some of these games, whew, I mean, they're going to be a difficult task. I think one of the most favorable things for the Cleveland Browns would be if winter started about October 1st yeah. in Cleveland, right. get them winds kicking about 45 miles an hour, drop those temperatures under 30. This is going to be – it's going to be a really, really difficult run, Garrett, for this team. I mean, I know obviously this week they put the plan in place where it is now Jacoby Brissett's show going further because he is on the roster as quarterback one. But, you know, we're going to learn and, you know, maybe playing him this week or not, you know, obviously not playing him like they're going to do, that may not be the best avenue to go down. Who knows if that does change because they did say Deshaun Watson will not be playing at all Sunday against the Eagles. Yep. Not sure what the thought process is there, or maybe they just feel, hey, if he's going to be out this long, we got other guys we got to get reps to. But, uh, that I mean, you get to this, you add this five games onto that first six, and I think a lot of us thought, hey, a dream scenario would maybe be to start four and two. But that next five-game stretch, man, that is like going to get teeth pulled, and they don't offer you Novocaine, <laughs> gas, nothing, bro. You just you just in there on mental toughness. <laughs> just thinking of thinking of tough thoughts. Like, yo, bro, you ain't got nothing to, nothing to buffer yet. You out here looking crazy, man. I will say this, man. We're saying no buffer. With those five games, I think it, I think we talk about it in this next segment. What are you doing at this quarterback position? What what are you what are you really sold on Jacoby Brissett taking the helm as a backup guy? That you know, how comfortable are you? Because here's the thing: you you all the chips are in. You've used three first round picks. Jadavian Clowney said, "I came here for that guy," uh, meaning Deshaun Watson. You got running backs with a stable of backs, the, the uh, offensive line that isn't old, but they're in their early 30s. This team is built to win the next three years, and there's no way you can punt on this season. So I think there's no way we can punt on the idea of possibly bringing in another quarterback uh, to, to kind of bolster the, this roster, and we'll do that coming back up in the next segment. Uh, Garrett Bush, Jeff Lloyd, appreciate you all for tuning in here, a very special edition of Locked on Browns. Um, no, you guys might not have seen it, but there was an episode dropped today about what we were looking for at joint practices. Of course, as soon as that hit the airwaves, um, you know, things had changed. No. Get back to here. <laughs> and some thoughts here, uh, some final thoughts about what today's news should and could mean for the Browns going into this season. You were hanging out with some friends and putting back a few drinks. A few drinks become a few too many. As the evening comes to an end and people start to head out, you think of calling for a ride. Nah, you live nearby. You can make it home okay. It's no big deal. What are the odds you'll get pulled over anyway? Or and even so... What's the worst that could happen? Your insurance goes up. You lose your license. You lose your job. You total your car. You kill someone. Everyone knows about the risk of driving drunk. The results are tragic and often deadly. However, that still doesn't stop everyone from getting behind the wheel while under the influence. That's why police officers are out there right now looking for impaired drivers on our roads to save lives. So if you think you're okay to drive after a few drinks, think again. Play it safe and plan ahead and get a ride. It only takes one mistake to change your life or someone else's forever. Drive sober or get pulled over. Welcome back to the Locked On Browns podcast. Make sure you guys are following at GBush91 on Twitter. 
Uh, make sure you're following uh, at Jeff underscore LJ underscore Lloyd on Twitter as well. And we want to thank everybody out there for continuing to support the Locked on Browns podcast. Right now, um, we, it looks like we may be in good shape to reach 3,000 uh, subscribers by the first game of the season, which is truly a blessing. We want to thank everybody for making Locked on Browns your first listen of the day. Uh, coming back, we we talked a little bit about, uh, you know, those games, those five games, uh, as as you got five more games from the initial, um, you know, uh, suspension of six games from Judge Sue Robinson. Now, five more games have been negotiated and tacked on for a total of 11. When you look at those games, uh, you know, it, it, you know, t- to come into this thing, you got to understand that you to make the playoffs in the AFC, you're going to likely need about 11 wins. Um, when you look at the the upgrades that the, the teams have made from the Denver Broncos getting Russell Wilson, from uh, the Raiders in Las Vegas get, going to get Devontae Adams, one of the most elite receivers out there to go with uh, Derek Carr. Uh, we already know about Justin Herbert, young and up-and-coming guy. We already know what Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs are. And then, of course, the people the people don't even talk about. No one's talking about Lamar Jackson. No one's really saying too much about Joe Burrow right now. It's like, okay, you got a guy you don't. It's not whether or not you have a guy. It's about tell me a team that's a that's in the AFC who really doesn't have a quarterback that you could put the game on your shoulders and have an opportunity to win. There's there's at least 12, 13 teams with, with, with a decent shot. We haven't even talked about Tennessee. They just keep getting the number one or two seed, and, and we haven't even talked about them as, as a possible contender. So my thought process is this. You're going to have to maximize your utility. You're going to have to maximize what your chances are going to be. And I, I was kind of on the fence about it, and I've been on record saying I would not go get Jimmy Garoppolo. But I'm going to be honest with you. Now that you got just Jacoby Brissett, that's the only thing you got. If he's your starter and he gets hurt, who do you got left behind him? There's no way. This team is too big to fail. There's no way you can come in with Josh Dobbs or Josh Rosen. You need a bona fide guy. You need two guys, and, and my idea would be, hey, I'm going to have Jacoby Brissett and, 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 and Jimmy Garoppolo, and I got two guys to get me seven wins. That's the way I'm thinking about it, two to seven, because your backups traditionally only going to give you six at the tops, not 11. So I might need to get Garoppolo in there due to injury or ineffectiveness, but we can't be dropping three, four games that we shouldn't have a problem dropping, waiting to figure out whether, whether uh, you know, we feel good about, you know, Jacoby Brissett. So I definitely think now, Jeff, in my opinion, they got to at least kick the tires on that to figure out what, what the 49ers want and if Jimmy Garoppolo would be a good fit for this organization. There's ways to view this. And look, when the Browns originally signed Jacoby Brissett, what it was is here's your backup quarterback to Deshaun Watson. But you think about this and you know, what do you think of a backup quarterback? You know, if you're a team that you think has expectations, all right, let's trust them a game or two, you know, Oh man, bad hamstring for a quarterback, maybe three weeks, 11 games, 11 games. That's your, you know, that is pretty much, you know, the meat of your season. So if you tell me I got to play any backup quarterback for 11 games, that tells me my team is probably not going to be very successful, especially the way the the way the AFC is currently constructed. Now, I'm looking at the San Francisco 49ers. The Trey Lance time is now. Jimmy Garoppolo being there is probably just muttering, muddying the waters. You know how it is when you have 
<laughs> the old girl and the new girl. It's the way it kind of works. I mean, it's a difficult situation for them to be in. If I'm the Browns, hey, uh, you know, I, I have a day three pick. Um, if you want me to say the day three pick can improve for how much Jimmy Garoppolo plays for my team or how much success he has, you have players in the prime of their career. You have players, you know, in like a player like Joel Batonio. And I don't want to say it's coming towards the end for Joel Batonio, but it's getting closer. It's certainly closer to the end than it is the beginning. I made this choice to bring in Deshaun Watson. Now I don't have him for 11 games. So I am looking at players who do everything that we ask them to do and then some. Joel Batonio, Wyatt Teller, Nick Chubb, Amari Cooper, Miles Garrett, Denzel Ward, John Johnson. Everything these players are asked to do, this team made a monumental change at the quarterback position, and now the first 11 of the games of the season, they don't have them. So how do I look these guys in the face knowing there's a player like Jimmy Garoppolo? And look, you know, I'm not knocking Jacoby Brissett. He could go out there and play the best ball of his life. Jimmy Garoppolo has played in the Super Bowl and has played this past season only seven months ago in an NFC championship game. If I can go out and I can acquire that player for a day three pick, and look, if you want to say there's not enough time to get him ready for Carolina, maybe I'll understand, and I'll play Jacoby Brissett there. I get it. I get it. But you cannot tell me with 11 games, with all of this going on, that Jimmy Garoppolo might not be the option. Because, look, nobody's ready to put Josh Dobbs on that football field. It was a nice night against some third-teamers Friday night for Josh Dobbs. Josh Rosen kind of threw a couple short passes around. It looked good. But if you bring in Jimmy Garoppolo, he's automatically, Deshaun Watson notwithstanding, the best quarterback in the room. And there's a lot of guys who have done everything you've asked for two-plus years now that you owe that to. So this is something I do not know how you turn away from doing this and the other thing is, Coach Stefanski's in year three now. Made the playoffs, was coach of the year as a rookie. Where does Coach Stefanski stand if this team falls very short of expectations due to the fact that probably the owner had a major influence in bringing in this guy who's not going to be the quarterback of this team for the first 11 games? All right, you absolutely have to consider it. Got to. Um, you, 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 as a business, as you said, you owe it to your team. You owe it to the organization. You owe it to everyone involved, to Cleveland Browns, because all you the difference between one or two games can make the difference between the playoff. The difference between a couple of throws can give you one or two more victories, right? So you have to be cognizant of that and really, really, really make sure that you are going all the way in and putting people in the best position to make plays and to, it to affect their team. But if they were, you know, it, it, you just look at the situation. They have to be able to, to look everybody in the eye and say, look, we gave it 100%. We went all in on Deshaun Watson. Uh, you know, we backed him up with, through all the litigation. And now he's going to take his suspension. But we're going to do everything we need to do to get you guys to be able to, to play at the highest level, even if Deshaun isn't here. And let's point to the, some of the things that I'm going to go get you receivers. I'm going to go get you I, I, whatever you guys need. We are willing to go do that and make it a make it make it a reality. So I, I think that's very important, and I think it's one of the things that the Browns have to be cognizant of to make sure they hold themselves responsible. 
Look, you can't look these other players in the face who have been here for years, have been busting their butts for this team, the way it's constructed for the last two years, and say, look, we made this major move. And who knows if the Brown, at the time what the Browns thought the ultimate suspension was going to be or even if there was going to be a suspension. But you can't look at players like Joel Batonio in the face, Miles Garrett in the face, and if you make this move and now you do not have him for 11 games and say, all right, well, you know, it's Jacoby Brissett. You can't say that when a player like Jimmy Garoppolo is out there. Um, you know, hey, I hope Jacoby Brissett – you bring in Jimmy Garoppolo, Jacoby Brissett beats him out and plays all 11 games. God's thinking bless, bless him. I'll buy him a steak dinner. But you cannot do this to these other guys in this locker room who do everything you ask and then some and now say, hey, oh, well, I guess 2022 is a wash and we'll see where we're at in 2023. That is not the way you can work in the NFL. It's not the way you can work the way this roster is constructed. Again, thanks, everybody, for taking the extra time out here today. Obviously, special episode. Um, I mean, this was one – who knew? Well, you know, at, at some point in five months, this episode was going to finally come to fruition um, as far as what the finality of you know the Deshaun Watson suspension is. We were able to finally get to it today, and now the page has turned. Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show's Garrett Bush – uh, Monday through Friday, the guys did a fantastic job today. Got everybody in there. Everybody was kind of able to say, you know, say their piece. And you can kind of almost hear everybody was kind of like the – the sh- like off the shoulders. Like it's, we just – look, when you do what we all do, we don't want to talk about this. Everything between the white lines, we'll talk about this ad nauseum. Whatever silly questions you all got. But something that we had zero, have zero control over in the NFL, there is no – timeline or you know, the way it all works so you have no idea it's a mystery it is all speculation for all of us to do and it's really difficult to be in that position but they did a fantastic job today make sure you check it out if you haven't um of course make sure you subscribe to the ultimate cleveland sports show notifications on to get all the content from those guys over there garrett part of 92.3 the fans the barbershop host over there every saturday morning of course many other appearances over at 923 the fan make sure you are following at g bush 91 myself jeff lloyd at jeff underscore lj underscore lloyd uh show itself at lockdown browns follow back account again deshaun watson we got to the suspension we got to what is in there in that 11 games and of course we got to is jacoby Brissett going to be enough or the browns need to get somebody else in here um again i just want to thank everybody because i gotta be honest this has been the most difficult stretch of hosting this pod look it's not losing you can't control what goes on on the field you can't so it's not been times where the browns were really really bad or 2019 when we thought they were going to be really good or 2021 when we thought they were going to be really good stuff like this it's not part of the gig you have no choice you have to do it it's your job um, you know, but the Browns put himself in a position like this. And I will, I will close with this as far as Deshaun Watson, the player, um, the, the statement that was echoed today, I would still make this move for Deshaun Watson because the player you're getting is that talented. Yes. It's been a horrible, horrible four months for the five months for the franchise. And there's a lot of negativity that comes your way, but this guy, as far as a football player is concerned, is that good. And at the end of the day, they can tell you whatever they want from the NFL standpoint. Only thing they care about is wins and losses and talented players. All that being said, this has been your daily delivery of all things Dog Pound. LGB on the LOB. Let's go Browns.